Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing WandaVision in its entirety and your feedback. The whole shebang has happened. They say our theories are dead, but we will keep them alive. All that and more right after this episode, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how you doing today, buddy? It is a tired, tired Monday for me, sir. How are you? You know, I, today, I, I feel like I got stuff done today, so I feel good. I feel good. At but least you know one of us did. We, yeah. Well, you know what, though? We're not here to talk about that today. We're here to get, to get into WandaVision, and first, let's bring in our lovely producer, Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm really good. I, I feel tired, too. I feel like we've been on a really long journey. Right. It really does it's feel just been an emotional roller coaster that lasted yeah. seven weeks, eight yeah. weeks. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I feel very, uh, I mean, like it was a lot. We did a lot this season to get this all in and I'm, I'm excited. Um, well, uh, do somebody hit us with that five star review. Who's got it? Oh, I've got it. Uh, knife or newt says best of the best. Oh. Thank you for creating such a welcoming community. I love this podcast and all the hosts. I feel like I have found home. Keep up the great work. Loves you 3,000. Thanks, buddy. Aw. Thanks, Niver Newt. I love you 3,000. Love you 3,000 for sure. I like the ones that mention the community. Yeah, me too. You know, that's what it's all for here. It really like has become all that for me. Like I, I did this podcast for a long time where I was like, I'm making a podcast and people are listening to it. That's what this is about. And slowly it's become <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's just like about letting people that love this stuff talk to each other and find community, find find their people. And that even if that person isn't me, it's like find their people. I love that. Yeah. Um, love so it. let's hit Ashley's corner. Ashley's corner. All right. What I'll do you think of the finale? Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, it was Agatha all along and kind of Wanda, and I'm okay with that. You know, I loved it. I'm not upset that we didn't get things I was never promised. Right. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, like the Evan Peters thing is, is you know, upsetting, but I mean, it was kind of funny, like the whole boner growing pain things. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. It was right. one more Easter egg for the sitcoms. Um <laughs> but I don't think he's uh, Wu's missing person or I think he would have recognized that I saw yeah I don't think so either a lot of people asking like is, is that who it is and I don't think so but like who is it then what uh I don't know that that was ever oh, for me that was never a mystery I do yeah. think like the bunny is just, still a mystery to me and we have we had yeah. some we had some news on that that uh came out today we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. I guess we can talk about it now because there's not much uh, we're gonna be doing feedback from now on but the um one of the writers of the show, there's like an interview with him that came out today that said they originally had like a storyline or like a, a moment in the show where the bunny transforms into a demon and chases the kids. Oh, yeah. That would have been the best. That was, uh, I think that was the director, Matt director. Shackman. Oh, yeah. Shackman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so hmm. that's interesting that I, I, something that I've really been thinking a lot about since, since the finale and like since we're a couple days past it is like where they left Westview and like what that town is like. Now we got a town full of people who hates Wanda Maximoff who saw what a witch can do. You've got Sarah Proctor who is like straight out of the actual witch trials, right? Like her fam, like that name, Sarah Proctor. The name I feel like was an Easter egg. Yeah. I think it's an Easter egg, but also like there's also that report that, um, Feige had to approve her. Remember mm-hmm. that report? 
if that report was legit. I don't trust yeah. any of the actors anymore after what Paul Bateney did. I just don't, right. <laughs> I don't I, trust I, them. Marvel lied to me more. Um, yeah. I'm fine with, the, I'm fine <laughs> the, with the, the lies. The whole Jedi thing, was, or the Luke Skywalker level reveal thing, apparently we all read that wrong or that wasn't a thing like i yeah, don't know it was, yeah. yeah. was kind of misquoted or she they should have unmisquoted that immediately not drug that out for like four weeks yeah <laughs> i mean it's like people are spinning speculations like what do they need to respond to and what do they not i do think there's something to be said for they could have been a little more active in the community and been like hey uh maybe not read too much into that because like like the betney thing is probably a little shitty of them not to like clarify because I kind of loved it, though. I do, too. It's a really funny joke. Like, I've always wanted to work with this person, and it's him. Yes, yeah, That so was funny. confirmed this week. I can't he, even be mad at him. He said that, that the, the, the big reveal, the big cameo was him as, as White Vision. <laughs> Absolutely great. <laughs> and I it love just it. means we're getting more of him, too, which is great. Yeah, yeah. We, we get Vision stuck around in the world. We, we get him continuing. And... Uh, one of the great things about it is that we get vision progressing, you know, we get development, we get, uh, an evolution of vision, you know, who knows what he'll be next. Like you said, right, right. Yeah. And I feel like we got a lot, a whole lot of humanity out of vision, this whole series. For sure. Like uh, that amount of humanity out of a synthesoid is really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You really represented them well. Um, <laughs> my favorite little detail was definitely that Agatha left her boots under the car, under the house. Oh, yeah. Like, that was wonderful. I didn't know how the much I needed witch. that scene. That yeah. was my favorite part, maybe, with Agatha. Um, and I'm sorry, you guys weren't sued by the sound of screaming children. I mean, it means they're alive. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Demons Maybe. do tend uh, to use the voices of loved ones to trick you. I'm just going to throw yeah, that out there. I, that's what Ooh. I'm, that's the most like likely scenario I see is like that the dark hold is using her intense affection for her children to like drive her down a dark path. Mm-hmm. Or they were captured her. by somebody. Maybe Billy has the power to have taken them somewhere else. We don't know what his power levels are at this point. Yeah. We never actually saw well, them disappear either. So yeah. We, we never saw the kids disappear. I mean, it could be like Mephisto popped in right at the last second. Like, nah, yeah. Took him away. Or yeah. Wiccan could use his powers to like get around yeah. it somehow, like to protect them somehow. Um, it's all, it's all pretty possible but with him. Like seeing the future. I wonder if like maybe he had an idea. Yeah. How dark. I really yeah, like how right. dark it was. It was my perfect amount of darkness. <laughs> it was very dark. It was very dark yeah. and very sad. The yeah, you mentioned the seeing the future thing for those of you who didn't catch it. Um he imagine he sees his mom choking the people in the street before she actually does it, which means Wiccan was not only seeing what's going on in a different part of the city, but he's seeing what's going on before it happens. So that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and I think my favorite part is definitely the post credit scene. Um, that scene looked like a, a Sam Raimi. Like that could have been the evil dead, the way that it came in over. It's a single shot into the cabin, through it with the continuous shot. And then it's to the Necronomicon pretty much. Like Book of the Damned. <laughs> I was like losing my mind. And with it being the Doctor Strange theme, if you told me that that was a scene that they're like, all right, let's give them something since Doctor Strange was supposed to come out in two months. Let's give them a little scene. Like if you told me that was a Raimi scene, I would have believed you. 
Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I it loved it. it. It could have been. I mean, it still could have been. I, I bet mm-hmm. like it could be that it's that tied into probably what's going to be happening in Doctor Strange that, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Um, okay, let's get to the feedback. Are we ready? Yeah. Ash is going to descend into her uh, feedback gathering cave. If you would <laughs> like to uh, send her feedback, use at Supreme Leader Ash in the chat, and uh, she will uh, collate some feedback for later in the show. I wanted to I wanted to ask Ashley uh, yes. one more thing before she goes. Okay, I wanted to ask about how you feel about Wanda's amazing outfit. Oh my God. I mean, all of the like fire slayed fabulous. It was fierce. <laughs> it was fire, honey. She's a queen. It I was powerful. Loved how she looked. Her face. I don't know what she kept doing with her face, but it was just this calming. Was working for me? <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, I don't, she just looked gorgeous. And I, me and 500 million other people are going to be here for Halloween. And I don't care. We're all going to be little fierce wandas <laughs> walking around doing it if there is a Halloween. Yeah. I mean, there can still be a Halloween. We could do a, a Blake style um, costume. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 Zoom. Costume party. Yeah. Okay, Fashion Corner's out. All right. We've got TJ Stafford on Facebook say, says, I'm not crying, you're crying. I know a lot of people are going to be talking about all the WandaVision theories that didn't pan out in the finale, but I'm just blown away by the series as a whole. Paul Bettany's range in this show is amazing. The man can make you laugh, cry, and cheer in a single episode. Elizabeth Olsen managed to take a Marvel character that I have never cared about and turned her into one of my favorite characters in the MCU. The only complaint I have about the show is that weekly doses of Elizabeth put a bit of a strain on my marriage. <laughs> so beautiful and so talented. Parenthetical Wakandan accent. Get this woman an Emmy. I'm looking forward to seeing where all of these characters go in the future. Bravo all. Bravo. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to throw that one up top just because it's so effusive about the show. Thank you, TJ. Yeah. I, I agree it's with funny. everything you said. I love I love yeah. all all of that is tr- true. The show is just was really, really strong in, on so many different levels. And there's so many things that basically everything that people I've heard didn't really like is just has been mismatches of what they wanted versus what they got. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Which is understandable. Like I said, whenever we, we did our reaction episode is like, I I was I know that I was disappointed by none of our theories panning out and it was entirely 100% my fault. I I own that I own the fault in that. I cannot fault anyone on the show for that. That was all me. I did this to myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I was happily surprised by their choices. I was like, "Oh, okay." So that wasn't I mean, anything and that wasn't anything and this is just a big joke, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I did this to myself. <laughs> Jeff did this. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If you've got to put it on me, if you've you got to put all me. of it on me, I led you down this dark path. I'm okay with that. Point it at me. Oh, I will coming. take that. I'm still coming. Ashley, it's been here all along. <laughs> Jeff Fisto. <laughs> Jeff Fisto confirmed. I will take that if you need it. Just don't blame the show. Don't blame the show. It was me. I led you there. Yeah. Like the cult leader that I am, I led you there. Yes. <laughs> Here, drink this Kool-Aid. I was going to say, I'm just, yeah. where's the straw? Yeah, have, a, have a sip. <laughs> Lauren Waters sent us an email. Says, hello, all. 
Hi, Lauren. Hello. Hey, Lauren. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, although not literally as the devil didn't show up, and defend the Ralph reveal. So I know a lot of people were disappointed that Fietro appears to be just Ralph from Westview because of the casting choice. However, I would like to argue it was a necessary fake-out. In episode 5, if some random man came to the door pretending to be Pietro, I think the audience would immediately be like, Red flag! That's not Pietro! And we would all spend, you know, all of episode 6 berating Wanda for being dumb enough to believe he is. By putting us on the same page as Wanda, all of us so badly want to believe this is Pietro or some version of him, we were able to embrace Wanda's acceptance of him. I also do think that this is the this Earth's version of Peter Maximov. So somewhere on Earth, Fox, that, you know, Fox's Earth version, this guy is the son of Magneto and Quicksilver and all that, which is something we will play with more in future multiverse storytelling, whatever. Anyway, that's my defense. Feel free to absolutely disagree. I totally get that, too. <laughs> it's been a great season. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being a huge part of it. Can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Lauren. P.S. Agatha and Mordo seem to have the same goal, taking magic from those not worthy. Do we think Mordo may be the one to wake her up for a possible team-up in Multiverse of Madness? Lauren. Ooh, I love that. I love that Peter stuff, for sure. I See, I do not think he's Peter. I think they used it as no, a total red hearing. But I yeah, love but her reasoning. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah the reasoning that, is she's on right. point. Yeah, the reasoning of like why they did it versus a random person. And also like why if they brought back the actual Pietro, like maybe they couldn't get back the actual Pietro. So like the next best thing if they need to tell that story is to convince us all that there's a possibility that it's really her brother. And I yeah. think that uh that did work for what they needed it to do. It led to some unintended consequences of people being like, "Why didn't you bring the Fox X-Men in?" But like that's really solid. I like that a lot, Lauren. Mm -hmm. I know why they didn't bring the Fox X-Men in. Because the movies aren't very good? Because that whole universe sucks. That's, Watch yeah. your next words very carefully. <laughs> Don't you talk about my Magneto like that. They may be your last. <laughs> I will reach through this computer. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, Lauren had a great point as far as how... Uh, how they had to use Evan Peters in order to make us believe, like take us to a to another place as right. far as thought. And Agatha and Mordo teaming up would be such a great way to get all of this, all of this stuff, all this that we just had into the movie uh, Multiverse of Madness. I don't know, I don't know if that if that might be too much, right? But mm. I would love to see it. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be too much because I think that like, even though they said that this show is basically like required watching, if you're going to watch multiverse of madness, yeah. it still feels like they, it, it feels still feel like they're going to try to make it so that you don't have to watch it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm totally off base, but I, maybe I'm just uh, scarred from many years of thinking they're going to do big things in the TV shows. And then they constantly just do things that don't affect the movies. Um, yeah. Didn't Feige say specifically you would probably need to watch WandaVision for mom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He said that, but again, like Jeff Loeb five, six years ago told us that everything is, is interconnected. Right. Like, it's all connected. That's all we heard yeah. whenever Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was coming out is it's all connected. 
And then it turns out it wasn't. The movies didn't give a damn about what happened in the TV shows. And this, like, the final episode of this show <laughs> went even further to invalidate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You know, even though it, it's like there's there's bits in the canon where it's like, you know, the, the Darkhold can change form. There's multiple copies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it still just feels like it invalidates it, the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm... I'm a little bit salty about it, but then again, I understand why they didn't. Because like, I don't think it's anything to invalidate it yet. You know, I mean, like, I'm not saying that it's it's real or that they'll bring anything back, but like, I don't think it's invalidated yet. Like the whole just looking different, like that's not enough to invalidate the dark hold from Agents of Shield. Maybe. Why would it? I saw the picture of that one. This one was much cooler. Needed an upgrade. It just got a new cover. But in comics, it can change shape, and there's multiple copies out there, so, like, there's just no reason to think that this couldn't be... also exists with what's happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. I'm not saying that it does. I think they're not paying any attention to what happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> but yeah. so far, they haven't invalidated it, in my mind. I mean, I feel like if, it's like the Avengers. There was an idea, but that idea <laughs> fell apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I real no, was it? What is it? I recognize that Marvel Television Studios has made a show, but given that it's a stupid ass show, I've chosen to ignore it. <laughs> Your words, not mine. I know that was about Inhumans. Oh God, I don't even count that. I refuse to acknowledge that was even a thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We all do. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. What's the next feedback? Alyssa uh, Haynes, one of our patrons, says it was beautifully done. I had the day off on Friday, but my husband did not, so I rewatched the series beginning to end before watching the finale, and the whole thing was so well crafted and well executed. Wow! Stylistically, it was most certainly a departure for Marvel, but the style was a perfect vessel for telling the story of Wanda Maximoff and her journey to becoming the Scarlet Witch. In addition to that, we get to enjoy the brilliant comedic stylings of Jimmy Woo and Dr. Darcy Lewis. Agatha Harkness was introduced as a dimensional and formidable uh, villain. We got one of the most emotional and powerful female hero superhero moments, watching Monica willingly enter the hex a second time, heroically accepting her fate, and in the process fully gaining slash earning her powers. We got brilliant and poignant dialogue from Vision that could hold its own with lines like, I love you 3000. I'm just really grateful Marvel was brave enough to tell this story in this way at this time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one better. That I love you 3000 is an amazing line, and it's wonderful for the fans. It's a great thing that's connected all of us. But that line, um, grief, what, what is, is grief, grief if not love persevering? Yeah, that line oh. is it's yeah. high art. Like that, that belongs in the greatest of poetry. Uh, and, and I can't believe that this show came to that. Like, I don't, I haven't looked, but like I, they invented that line, right? Like that's not even, it I believe feel, so. It feels like it yeah. should be, have existed already, which is like the best things feel like they should be exist already. And man, that's, that's just a amazingly beautiful line. Mm. Like I'm, I'm Googling it to try to find out if, if that is a line from anywhere else. I'm like, I don't think it is. I haven't heard anybody find it yet. So I think, yeah. I think we're good. I don't think we need to Google right now on the podcast. 
that writer probably came up with it and was like, well, I'm done for the day. Yeah, right? Like, oh, <laughs> that cell phone back. I did a great job. I'm going on vacation. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think this one earned me a, a good old-fashioned brewski. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank thank you, Alyssa. I, I agree with you completely. I think that this, uh, this show mm-hmm. has been wonderful. And I can't believe... Um, so you did you wait? You said you watched rewatched the entire oh rewatched the series from beginning to end. I was like, I thought she'd been writing yeah. it all along. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. I haven't had the chance yet. I, I can't either. wait. What? Yeah. Is it, how long is it? Is it six hours or is that with yeah, all the credits? It doesn't matter, Matt. It doesn't matter. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. You got to throw in the commercials too. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, the first three episodes are twenty-two minutes without credits. And they don't have anything post credits, so you can just skip the credits after that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, too long. But um, yeah, like we've we've talked a lot about Wanda and Agatha, like you know Wanda owning her power, Agatha turning into who she is, and and you know being you know, being trapped or whatever. But like I feel like a lot we've glossed over uh, the epicness that is Monica Rambo and the fact that like. We get to see her come into her own power yeah, later. Totally like, agree. It's so great that she wasn't like immediately understanding of what she could do. She's slowly discovering it. And this, uh, this wasn't her show, but she did get a little bit of an origin story in this show. Yeah, which is for sure. Great. It's the, it's the best way to do it. You just pepper in the little origin stories here and there to, to like, all right, plant that seed, give it a little bit of water. And then by the end of the series, go off and scamper and harvest your crop somewhere else. The farming analogy is... Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not the best analogy, but they did, they did it in multiple cases. They did it with Agatha, of course, and also with uh, White Vision and like mm-hmm. all these characters that... Uh, and even Jimmy Woo, Darcy, like, get, and Hayward. Like the, all these characters that I feel like could appear in other things, you know? Um, yep. They could pop up in all kinds of places and have life after this. And this show did a great job of just kind of world building. It's kind of like we talk about with um, the Daredevil show. We talked a lot about how like the city felt lived in, you know? Yeah. I feel yep. like this city felt super lived in. Um, even though the people were being puppeted, like I still felt like all those people when they woke up, Sarah and Norm and like they, I, I feel like even all those characters could show up again and I would yep. be completely mm-hmm. on board, you know? God, that would be so bad. <laughs> like how awful would their lives be if they just keep getting affected by super people, no matter where they go. Like they leave Westview because like, <sighs> fuck that. And then they, <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. I started, I started going on this train of thought earlier, but like, I really feel like, Leaving Agatha there, um, even you know her bunny, which I think her bunny, I think Mister Scratchy is her familiar, which is a evil spirit or a spirit that has inhabited the form of a bunny. It's not really a bunny. We know it ate the cicada, and I think it's an evil spirit. And then now we know that from the director that there was a scene where it turned into an evil spirit or whatever. Like yep. <laughs> so, you've got Agatha there but she has her helper demon is still hanging around and you've got a town who just witnessed the power of witchcraft for weeks. Like I witch think basement, she has her witch basement. That's true. Still. The witch basement is still there. Um, uh, Ralph Boner's, uh, you know, sex dungeon. <laughs> um, but I really think it's very possible, especially with the Sarah Proctor connection with the, with the witch trials that like this town could like, 
start build its own like coven of witches that like rises and Agatha might be, she gets woken up. Her power has been drained from her, but she like trains a whole coven of witches, you know, this Could like, be. cause they think of her mm-hmm. as their hero. She saved the city in their minds. Agatha yeah. showed up and saved the city. I mean, she I'm convinced not convinced Wanda to stop doing the bad thing. Yeah. She saved the city. According to makes her the hero. I'm not. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jason Smith in the, in the chat. I'll I'll give him credit for that. He's been saying it all over the chat. Like she's the hero of the story. I don't think she's the hero of the story, but to those people, she's the hero of the story, which she's the hero of those people's story. Exactly. And I could totally see like a group of them becoming her acolytes and like (laughs) agolites. No. Okay. Uh, Uh, And like, like following her and becoming some sort of coven that goes and like takes down Wanda in two movies from now or something, you know? Ooh, that would be intense. Just a whole bunch of witch hunters. Yeah. Led by Agatha the witch. Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey James, uh, one, another one of our patrons, says, Have you guys said anything about how the WandaVision arrangements and composing are being done by the same person who did the music from Buffy? This is actually pretty important because the main characteristic of MCU music has been its bland, generic, purely functional quality. As opposed to, say, Star Wars, where John Williams has attempted to create catchy themes. Yeah, this is a big complaint about the Marvel movies. The fact that they don't, uh, often their themes are not very um, memorable. Um, And like... It's a big complaint. I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but a lot of times, like, uh, it, it's somewhat true. There's definitely a few themes, like the Avengers theme and a few others that, like, stick with you, but, like, not every movie has that. And uh, WandaVision is, is full of themes that you remember. Um, I, I, and, and it's a lot of pop songs, honestly. I love yeah. WandaVision. WandaVision is just such a different direction for Marvel, and I love it. <laughs> See, that's that's one of the weird things is, like, the the Guardians of the Galaxy, like song list, the vo- you know Awesome Mix Volume One is mm-hmm. really great and memorable, and it's all pop songs. But I love the the score of Guardians, mm-hmm. like the theme of of Guardians right. is so powerful. And you know it it wasn't done by Alan Silvestri, but the Alan Silvestri stuff also like Avengers. Um, what was it? Mm-hmm. He did uh, Cap One. Uh, the first Avenger, like yep. all really, really, really great, and the um, all John, Danny oh, Elfman, the Henry Jackman, uh, uh, Winter score Soldier on Winter Soldier, so good. Where like it has that super creepy, like high pitched, like what, like oh, mm-hmm. it's so good, it's so good. I I don't I, understand why people trash on Marvel's mm-hmm. score so much. I've read somewhere that that noise is the layovers of the sound of Bucky screaming off the train. Oh shit. That's how he got that sound for winter soldier. It's the sound that he makes when he falls and then they just messed with it a bunch. Oh, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty rad. And I like Thor, the dark worlds. Uh, if only the thing that that movie might have going for it is its soundtrack is phenomenal. I mean, Brian Tyler is, <laughs> yeah, Brian good, Tyler's pretty good. He's, he's amazing. Good. <laughs> I mean, 
You, Ant-Man's is lacking. I won't lie. That one's not very. It's like. Bah, 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 it sounds bah, like a high bah, song. Bah, bah. I know, but they could have put a little bit more bah, effort into it. Yeah. Like it sounds like a heist. Write that. Right. <laughs> you watch every Ocean's movie and then you write some music based on that. And then there you go. Ocean, it's like bongo drums and like. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. The Italian jobs. <laughs> you know, like any heist movie, it's any all going to sound like that. What yeah. Kind of movie? Yeah. Just yeah, any job, job movies. movies. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Mm hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sounds nope. just like the Steve Jobs soundtrack. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I know, but I, I get what Jeffrey James is saying. I think like uh, that is a common uh, right or wrong. It's a common uh, criticism of Marvel stuff. And I think that uh, I think this is I think this is one of the best musical things Marvel's done. Um, I really love it. Lots yeah. of memorable it was, things. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, you know, you also had um, Robert was it Robert Lopez and. Uh, Kristen, is it Kristen? The people who did um, Avenue Q and uh, the Book of Mormon and the stuff from Frozen, right. and like they've they've all they've done really really great work. They did the the music for this one as well. So, like, of course it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's really really great. And I I'd love to see them do more stuff like this. Uh, let's see. Another patron, John Litz, says, "You guys think there's any possibility that X Men come from this from the Eternals? If a bunch of descendant Eternal children uh, think similar to Star Lord after CMBR and the Hex, not really bringing us mutants the way we thought it would, uh, it'd be cool for the X Gene to have mutated over thousands of years, dating all the way back to diluted Eternal DNA. Out there, or it's out there, but." With no more theorizing in WandaVision, my mind has nowhere to go. I'm speaking, I'm speaking specifically for the MCU. Well, John, let's you're in luck. Because that's exactly how it happened in the comics. Mm. It's not the Eternals. It's not the Eternals. The same people that created the Eternals, the Celestials, uh, the guys that you saw in Guardians of the Galaxy that wielded the Infinity Stones, brought down the Scepter, cleared out the whole planet, whatever. Those guys. Yeah, those. They... <laughs> There was one of those guys that came to Earth and, and started messing with DNA and uh, created the Eternals. And I think another one created the Deviants and then another one created the, uh, the humans. And the, the thing about the humans is that they were so, like, they created them to be very adaptable and, and easy. Um, on the eyes. Yeah, yeah, easy on the eyes. <laughs> they, like, they... They put into them an, an ability to either adapt to change or evolve quickly to to meet any uh, new demands on the environment. So that's why the X gene sprang up, and you know, like because of the normal human evolution, quote unquote, that has been like uh, turned up to eleven by this particular celestial. So it is tied to the Eternals in a way, in a way. Yeah. The same people who created the Eternals created something like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely possible. And I mean, it could be that the Eternals is a backdoor way of introducing those ideas, um, yep. and that the mutants are on their way. But I think it's more likely that we're getting the Eternals because they want to introduce the Eternals, and the mutants will come later. I don't know when they're going to bring in the mutants, man. I'm, I still feel like there's lots of connections within um, Falcon Winter Soldier where they could do something with mutants, but I just don't know. Just don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like well, that's a goal right now. 
I don't know that Falcon and Winter Soldier is the the best place for that. I agree. Um, like Madripoor is a is a a nice call from usual X Men comics, but right. it like it doesn't have to be strictly. X-Men, it yeah. doesn't have to be mutants. I- right. Madripoor is a city, uh, by the way, for those non-comics who haven't heard us talk about it, uh, Madripoor is a city that has been announced. We've seen the flag of Madripoor, right? Or something like that? Yep. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. In, in the, uh, in the in show. In set photos. In set photos. And in, we've seen Madripoor in the trailer for Falcon Winter Soldier, and it's often connected to mutants. So we don't know. Yep. Maybe. Maybe there's something there. I mean... Zemo saying superpowered people shouldn't be allowed to exist mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. a lot like the Sentinel program or, you know, stirring up anti-mutant hate. He's always kind of said that, though. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want any of the Winter Soldiers to live. That's true. He did kill off. I think he just has a real bad beef and we'll we'll get to know him more. I'm so excited about this because, like... You know, we got to we got to know a few really great villains in the Netflix Marvel shows uh, with Purple Man and with uh, Fisk. I feel like those were like really mm-hmm. strong villains, and uh, even uh, I, I only can think of his name as Billy, but Billy who had the slashes up face, uh, Jigsaw, right? That's his name. Yep. Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Billy Russo. Yeah, Billy Russo. Those those characters are really strong, and part of the reason is because you get time with them and actor who plays uh, Zemo is wonderful. Giving him time with six episodes to really develop that character. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Is it Danny Brule? What's his name? Danny Brule, yeah. It's got two little dots over the U, so I always assume it's more fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to flourish when you say it. Yeah, Brule. Danny Brule, flourish. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was definitely a fan of his in Inglorious Bastards. Like, yeah, he's great. Oh, he yeah. So good. And he was in Rush with uh, Hemsworth. I didn't see that one. Oh, it's so good. Uh, if you like the Formula the, 51 stuff and what happened to him was messed up. That was the, uh, mm. that was the one that was in between Nick, the Thors or between Thor and Avengers when he had to like slim down before beefing up again mm-hmm. for Hemsworth, right? It's the story of, was it Nikki Lauda? The Formula 51 driver. I don't, I don't follow any of the formula driving. Guys, I'm sorry, but you've mentioned sports and we haven't moved on yet. Oh, shiza. Jordan Pierce, another patron, says, So wait, wouldn't Tony be to blame for them not following the Accords? Doctor Strange was taken, and instead of going to the UN to coordinate like the Accords state, he chased after Strange. Not saying he did the wrong thing, I personally am Team Cap all the way, but wasn't Tony leading the charge on the Accords? And then he came back with Captain Marvel and blamed Steve for not being there. But Steve wouldn't have been there anyway because Doctor Strange came to Tony and Pepper when Bruce got sent to the New York Sanctum. So Cap wouldn't have even had the chance to get there to help Tony before he jumps on the ship to chase. I don't know. Thoughts? It's a good point. (laughs) Uh, You know, they were going to call Cap, though. Like, he had the phone out, he had the flip phone out, but then they got interrupted. That's a frustrating. He was never about to go and like uh, report to the UN or whatever. So like he no. definitely broke the accords here. I don't. I don't know. The I think that the accords are there, and like you sign the accords for oversight uh, and accountability. Like if you do a bad thing, then you have to be held accountable for it, and you don't get to just like go back to Avengers Tower. I I, I haven't read the accords. I haven't so read I don't them either. Know. But in the it looks thick. I remember them in the movie talking about the fact that like. One of the reasons Cap wouldn't sign is he's like, 
what if there's somewhere we think we need to go and they won't let us go? And yeah. what what if there's somewhere we don't think we should go and they send us? Like that, it sounds like the UN would be like in charge. And um, there's a, it's, it's, someone makes a great case for it. I think over in the the chat uh, that was just like, yeah, like I agree with oversight of superheroes. That's a good thing. But the way that they had it structured, where you're giving power to um, <laughs> To basically, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, who like created abomination and did all this stuff, like is is not the best guy to have control of the Avengers, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah, and then Tony. Yeah, Tony deserves a lot of consequences, but not most of the other heroes don't. Tony's the guy who like, yeah, Can created Ultron. Tony never faces consequences. <laughs> never causes the problems and then he's like i did all this stuff you guys have to deal with this now sign this yeah yeah but we all know how i feel about it so i won't get it creates the problems and then he's like we all together have to solve this yeah no no i love it so much ash you're like sounds like you're talking politics you're like we all know how i feel about it i'll let it go i'll drop it i'll drop it fine let it go leave that over there turn it into a rant but i've already done that <laughs> we all know how I feel about the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> I hate that. So we all funny. know how I feel about Mr. Stark. Not a doctor, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Not even CEO of his own company anymore. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. One of our patrons, Joshua Valenciano, says feedback. Hey guys, it's been awesome listening to y'all on the cast and discussing WandaVision and the many theories that did or didn't pan out. The talks on the cast and in the Facebook group have been great and an enjoyable part of my week. Anyways, two things I wanted to bring up. One, Hayward. While we all know he's bad, especially with his attempt to kill the kids... (laughs) I don't think there's been much discussion about what could be his reasonable motivation for wanting white vision. I believe he wanted white vision as an offensive slash defensive being that could essentially be a sword controlled Avenger. Obviously the way he went about it was wrong and the fact that vision himself has his own agency, but I don't think his intentions were just to have a powerful being so he could increase his own standing or power. And clearly, as was demonstrated by this show, superheroes and villains with loads of power can greatly affect normal people and bystanders negatively. This whole premise was started during Civil War and continues to have ramifications throughout the storyline. To Hayward, Wanda's actions of taking over a whole town affirmed his belief that there needs to be a check on powered individuals, and with no more Avengers team, assuming the remaining members of the team are now acting alone or uh, with only one or two others, The Earth needs a new set of superpower defenders, but they need to be controlled and accountable to an organization. Basically, it's a continuation of Team Iron Man's and Thunderbolt Ross's way of thinking. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I Uh, I think this is a fine point. Yeah, he's got a second point, uh, but I think that's this is a fine point. The fact that like I I know Hayward's a dick. I get it. Everyone thinks Hayward's a dick, but like he's it's just humans trying to get any power back from the superpowered people that they don't trust, you know, and that's a yeah. very common storyline and it's not a unsympathetic one. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it's the American way to not feel comfortable if somebody else has a bigger gun. 
you know well i think that's kind of anybody's way like no no i'm not not trying no, to it's like, the american way it's, it's trying strictly to american the american way but like only american it's pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty universal that when someone has a big gun held to your head you're uncomfortable no no not held to your head just they have a bigger gun at all what if they decide to use it against me or you know anybody else like right. somebody's got to defend those people or somebody's got to right. stop them well and i don't think it's just necessarily america either we don't know yet if sword is an international organization yeah they're an Inter- interplanetary organization. interplanetary <laughs> right right <laughs> i think the idea is that these guys are the government and they're used to being in control and now they're right. no longer in control because there are powered people in the world who can do things that uh you know they can't stop they just have no yep. ability to s- control someone like right. a wanda so they saw an opportunity and they were like you know what Let's see if we can do this. We, let's put this together. See if we can, if we rebrand him. Like, yeah. <laughs> we give him a paint job real quick. Then, Call him uh, Vision. No one will even recognize him. <laughs> yeah, nobody. He's, he, Vision is red and green. Mm-hmm. It's true. This guy is purely <laughs> white. Yeah. They're clearly not the same guy. It's, it's, it's gotta be something. I should have named him Walter White. I would have liked that a lot. Oh my God. This is Walter. (laughs) I meant to bring this up earlier. We're talking about like the, the power or the, um, whether Wanda is a hero or a villain or whatever. Like, I kind of want her to be the MCU Walter White. Like, Mm -hmm. when did you stop trusting Wanda? You know, like, I want to be able to celebrate a bad moment. But I love her the whole time then. Right. She keeps going worse and worse. And you're always like, well, she's, yeah, she kidnapped the town, but she didn't mean to. (laughs) Oh, "Oh, no. Yes. Do you see it too? I did, yeah. I looked in the chat and (laughs) said, Mad Men. (laughs) It says Wanda breaking sad. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. It's good shit. Yeah. I think that's, Um, uh, I think it's Paul Hoppy, right? Yeah. yeah, it's Paul Hoppy. That's awesome. The uh, one of the things that's really cool that uh, that my wife Julie pointed out. Um, she said that at the funeral, you can see uh, Bucky and Wanda standing next to each other, and you know, like we don't know that they've ever had any real interaction together um, at all, or any like reason to. <laughs> but Wakanda, maybe, maybe, but like they're standing together at Tony's funeral in in Endgame. And Bucky is the guy that was a good guy that went to bad and came back and like was redeemed, came back to being good. Uh, Wanda started off as a bad person, went to being a hero, and now seems to have done a villain turn. So like these two Ooh, characters have parallels. done this hmm. this weave around each other. Yeah, that's cool. And like you know, it's all because of trauma, right? So mm. yeah, anyway. breaking sad. Breaking, Breaking sad. sad. Uh, Joshua Valenciano's second point. I, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. But uh, second point is, I think the original order of how these movies and series were supposed to be released needs some small discussion. Why? Remember, originally, Dr. Strange Mom was... <laughs> Dr. Strange Mom, and how I learned to stop worrying <laughs> and love the Mephisto, uh, was supposed to release... Closely, if not directly, after the last episode of WandaVision aired, the unfinished plot lines and questions left for the audience were not supposed to go unfinished and unanswered for over a year. 
which will now be the case since Multiverse of Madness is not coming out until 2022. What I'm wondering is if the delayed releases slash change in the order of the movies and shows will minorly alter plot lines or at least allude to events going on in other movies and series that maybe before they wouldn't have done. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Thanks, guys, for what y'all do, and sorry this is so long. See ya, Josh. <laughs> I think it's a really good point. The mm-hmm. idea that we had it, we were originally supposed to see this show and then almost immediately get Doctor Strange. And now it's the like whole a year away. Order is different. Yeah, it's real different. Real, real different. Yeah. So we can't count on any of this being in anything this coming year. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Other than maybe, maybe Spider Man. The only thing that I can think of that is probably going to have some through lines is going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that was supposed to come out first. Um, and it was supposed right. to come out in like mm-hmm. August of last year. It's weird too, because to me it seems like that would most connect to something like Black Widow. But Black right. Widow was really supposed to come out after or before, and now it's coming out after. So it's a it's a whole thing. It's weird. It's real weird. And mm-hmm. I, it's weird that it doesn't matter apparently, or, or that, that they reshot enough stuff that it doesn't matter. I don't know. It's crazy. And apparently they reshot a lot of Falcon Winter Soldier. I didn't know until we were talking about the other day, I guess, and that the, the, they apparently originally had a uh, virus plot line on a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, and, uh, and then that's why they had to do such intensive reshoots. It's because, like, they basically completely changed the plot, or, like, what the MacGuffin was, because they were like, let's not, let's not do virus right now. Yeah. Wasn't that in Civil War? Was that a virus that they were after in Lagos? Yeah, well, bi- biological weapons. Yeah, it's okay. a biological weapon. And it's in a red vial, right? Mm, I don't think the one in... Uh, it was Solaris. like a red fluid in a yellow okay. vial. Okay. Because I was just thinking of the red vials from the Black Widow poster. Sorry. My mind they went look, to a different million tabs. <laughs> they look different than the uh, the vials that we saw in Black Widow. In yeah. Promotional It's stuff. been so long. It has. I know. It has. I know. Let's, let's do another <laughs> Black Widow trailer breakdown for all the trailers that have gone on so far. <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to circle back on it. <laughs> okay, flourish. Let's keep going. Flourish. Okay, <laughs> let's go into speed round because we are where we're supposed to be stopping very soon. And uh, we still got a lot of pages of feedback. Let's do it. Speed round it. Quick responses to, their, to these feedbacks. Kaylee Mingay says, hi, I'm Kaylee pronounced Kaylee and am a brand new fan of your podcast. I'm almost 14 years old and have never really enjoyed podcasts before I found yours. Thanks Kaylee. Thanks Kaylee. Welcome. I'll be honest. I don't think I I would still be watching one division if your theory podcast hadn't been so good. (laughs) I've only grown up on color TV and thought the whole concept of the show was just weird until you guys and girl brought up every little thing that could possibly happen. And boom, I was hooked and counting down the days till the next episode came out. Anyway, I noticed something in a lot of episodes of WandaVision that has not been brought up, and so I thought I could mention it. When Monica and the sword agent entered the force field, they changed into something that Wanda wanted them to appear as. Monica in 60s clothes, sword agent as a beekeeper. And while we didn't see what the agent turned back into, we know that Monica kept the clothes that she had been wearing as she left the force field when Wanda kicked her out. I don't know if any of this has any big meaning, or if it's just because Wanda has control. I figured I would bring it to your attention and see what you thought. Hopefully this email made sense. Thank you for doing the podcast, Kaylee. Thank you, Kaylee. Uh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I think you're right on there. I think that like she had control is the idea. But it's weird, because she only has like spotty control. Because you'd think... 
she may not send uh, Monica back out with her 70s clothes. If she had total control, she might just like be having people turn back into their normal selves. But it's yeah. it seems real scattered. And in that moment when she shoots Wanda out of the thing, it's like one of the moments of her least control, I think. Because I think, I think the moni- moment when she threw Monica out was one of the was the moment of realization that she realized what mm-hmm. was going on you know like that that look on her face that we were all like what does it mean i think looking back like that moment is when she go she really starts to understand what's happening mm-hmm. even more so than she already did and that's when we see zombie viz so that all makes sense yeah for sure but yeah good call kaylee i think uh, her I, I cut her email down a little bit because uh, we had to cut a lot of the emails down a little bit but she also mentioned a few other things that enter the hex and then leave the hex and maintain their wandified form but wanda doesn't so i think that's the idea i think that wanda is just mm-hmm. in full control of herself and can right. do what she wants she does what she wants <laughs> my kind of gal we see in the last episode when she when she goes to leave Westview and she's like, "Bye, Monica." Uh, she just whooshes her outfit into something completely different and then leaves. Like she just kind of decides, like, "My outfit looks like this now." Blah, and then goes away. <sighs> so jealous, right? <laughs> right? You're like, like as a as a stylist, I'm very jealous of that ability. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, what is it that that's that cloak that uh, that was in that D and D game, cloak of many <laughs> yeah, fashions. I think I is what it was called. Yes, you just I change whatever, and you look like this now. <laughs> Does it do my hair too? Uh, hair it can. Fabulous. Yeah. Yes, it did. All that look. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. She looks awesome. That whole okay. ending, she looks amazing. Ken so, at the end's like, her hair's more of a strawberry blonde. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like her her stance in that costume, like mm-hmm. with the with the open shoulders and the like it's it's modest but it's sleek and it's fucking powerful. Like mm-hmm. her yeah. stance was just like everything about it was just like perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Magneto perfection. As Daddy Mag says. Daddy, Daddy Mag Mags. says. Kevin <laughs> says, what do you think Monica will do after the events of WandaVision? She's going to be in Captain Marvel 2, but I'm pretty sure that's all we know. Thanks for making this great podcast. Hmm. I think she'll continue to learn about her powers and probably try to get leadership at S.W.O.R.D., right? I think she's going up to meet Fury. She's going up to meet the big guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the big guy upstairs. <laughs> What if he gets up there and he's like, go get my shoes. <laughs> yep. yeah. Where's my shoes, Monica? You gotta Where's start my shoes? at the bottom. You gotta start at the bottom. You're, you're my shoe fetcher. <laughs> you're gonna be my PA. And then she's gonna give him a nice little glow up and he's gonna be like, okay, never mind. <laughs> you did learn to glow like your Auntie Carol. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait for that moment. That'll be so good. That'll that be so good. good. I really wonder, that, that scroll said, you know, I have a friend you need to meet with or whatever. And it's like, she knows Fury and Talos. So who is this girl's friend? You know, I feel like if you think about where Spider-Man homecoming takes place, that's what two months after this six months, almost or five and a half, something like that. Space travel. I don't know. I I would think he might be up there at that time. If he was still kind of up there. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, he could. Of course, they, they've done Maybe. some weird things with time before, like when uh, apparently Thanos grabs the glove at the end of Age of Ultron, 
And like clearly that's not when he grabs that glove because it's not even forged yet. Uh, some there's some oh, there's some yeah. weird hinky things they've done with time in the past. So I don't know exactly where Fury on the 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 where are my shoes line happens. I feel like I'll give them <laughs> less back back then for doing stuff like that. I'll give them more of a get a get you know get away free pass than doing that now. I don't yeah. know. I mean, because I mean, remember that that Thanos face was dark purple and clay. It was a different actor entirely uh-huh. in, right. in the first. Um, Are you talking about in the first one? Yeah, I, they don't. You don't really see his face much in the uh, Age of Ultron post credits, but in the Avengers, uh, right. it's just a different guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In original Avengers, it's a completely different actor, and then he's yeah. gone through several different color variations through like <laughs> Age of Ultron and Guardians and Infinity War. Maybe he's like a mood ring. He's a mood Thanos. Yeah. It's a mood Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> a mood titan. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's a dumbass joke. Lisa sent us a Gmail said, I'm so happy I found your podcast recently. Thanks for providing hours of new WandaVision discussion. I had subtitles on for Endgame because I wanted to keep the volume low. And at 2 hours, 27 minutes, 34 seconds, the subtitle is Scarlet Witch Grunting, quote unquote. Would that have been the same on the original DVD release, I wonder? Mm. I bet it was. I bet they literally like because Scarlet Witch is her name in the comics, and people called her Scarlet Witch, even though they never did in the movies. So I feel that's just like a thing that was on the movie all along. But I like that though. Yeah, never would have. It's neat. Noticed that. Neat that the subtitles often give stuff away, and sometimes subtitles like assume things that aren't true yet and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or like uh, the engineer. Um the aerospace engineer that Monica was talking about how right. like if you watched it in one version of Spanish, I think it was Castilian Spanish was like, uh, it was a female engineer and then other, I think in French it was male engineer mm. and <laughs> in Latin American Spanish, it was male engineer. Like it's all over the place. And so we're oh, all man. worrying, worrying about these like alternate language conjugations of the word engineer and it didn't matter at all. <laughs> Just not even a yeah. thing. Let's uh, yeah. it looks like Didn't we're not going to make up. it uh, to the one hour mark. Let's get turn to the chat real quick. Uh, what you got for us, Ash? Got about five. Um, Go for it. Smalley Biggs ninety five says, "Do you guys think that was Wondagore Mountain in the second post credit scene? And if so, do you think we'll see Kathan and the Living Tribunal and Doctor Strange to Mom?" I'm going to say yes, even though I know nothing about those things, because those just sound like real Doctor Strange things. I think we're going to see the Living Tribunal on Loki, right? I think so too. Yeah, maybe. That's that's what I was thinking. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I feel honestly, I feel like that cabin that she was in looked a lot more like the cabin that uh, Doctor Banner was in at the end of the Incredible Hulk from two thousand eight. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember when he was like, you know, sitting there getting control of it, and then, like he opened his eye and it was green. Where do they keep finding these these abandoned, fabulous lakefront cabins? Oh, these remote cabins, beautiful cabins in the world. Yeah, can we just go stay at them? Yeah, let's do it for free. Party? Okay. I don't know about panda that. party. Panda party. Let's just crash at some. Let's go crash somebody's cabin. Let's <laughs> crash cabin crash. <laughs> I got my jammies on. We're ready. Y'all got a hot tub. There's a. There's a um, there was a TikTok I saw, and this is totally off topic, but it said a uh, little little boy, and he's like, "What do boys have?" And the little boy says, "Penises." 
And the mom says, what do girls have? And he says, pajamas. <laughs> I've been, I can't hear the word pajamas anymore without. Oh my goodness. <laughs> without thinking vagina. Vermilion uh, <laughs> once said, since it's been confirmed, the only book in Marvel canon is the Darkhold. Does that mean the only lake <laughs> is Alkaline Lake? <laughs> yes. All books are Darkholds. All books are dark holds, and I don't know that we've had an Alkali Lake yet. Oh, we had the like, so, book of like Cagliostro or whatever it was in Dark Cagliostro. Cagliostro, yeah. you know, same thing. <laughs> I think those are just different dialects. Uh, Harby Larry. He finishes with Jimmy Woo's flourish is probably now one of my favorite MCU moments. He needs to continue on in much, much more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that character and the way he plays. Like, He's, he's he's the new Coulson. You know, he's the new through line. I need him in everything. I don't want him to, to go out the way that Coulson did. Coulson! I need him forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or get his own seven series seasons. I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. yeah. Except have it actually be connected this time. Yeah. Oh, man. If they had... Yeah. Would love that. Agents of Atlas. We've always anyway. talked about, and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of fulfilled this a little bit. We've always talked about like telling the stories of the things that are happening in the movies and how they affect the world and like the idea that we're going to get actual Inhumans soon with Miss Marvel and they want to bring mutants into the world and all these witches. Like, I would love to see like what's happening ground level with all that stuff. Because right now we're getting these movies or these TV shows that are based on the movies and they're still very much at a high level. Like, we're still seeing like high level Avengers interacting. I'd, I'd still love to see a like Woo Darcy show that's just like <laughs> focused on or Woo and Monica show that's focused on like the smaller threats similar to agents of shield, but like actually tied in. I would, I'd be okay with, uh, with Wu and Darcy and Monica's the super powered friend. That's a part of it. (laughs) Absolutely. That's that, that would be great. We'll call it the hex files. Yeah. Yeah. Already got a name. Just Mm -hmm. give us money and we'll make it. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Just give us (laughs) lots of money and we'll send you like a VHS tape that we film in our backyard. (laughs) (laughs) It would at least be on a hard drive. Most of it went to catering. It was weird. (laughs) 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 We had some some crazy days on set. Hmm. What is their liquor budget? What is happening? (laughs) Sorry. Ashley Coffin's our producer. That was my fault. (laughs) I'd like a Bloody Mary, please. (laughs) There's a line on the invoice that just says, Bang Shot Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) What's that about? Oh, Uh, don't worry about it. Um, Okay. Chris HL94 says, White Vision is still flying around. Where does he appear next in the MCU? (laughs) To this day, he's still flying around. Yeah. Uh, did you say White Vision? <laughs> white Vision. I am fully on the... Uh, I actually wrote a TikTok for it earlier. <laughs> I'm fully on the White Vision lands in Wakanda. And we get him in Wakanda Black Panther 2. Here we go to Wakanda. Because a few things. Uh, he had his mind unlocked. That's the last place he remembers being before he died. So, like, you know, go back, pick up the pieces where you left off, figure out where you were. Like, Quite literally pick up the pieces. <laughs> pick up the pieces, yeah. Pick up, pick up some pieces. But also, uh, he goes to Shuri and any memories that he does not, like some of his, maybe some of his memories are still corrupted. Like Vision unlocked the ones that were blocked. 
but like some of his memories are still corrupted and Shuri has his backups. So he like, <laughs> he had downloads some new uh, data and also from a meta perspective with, with the death of Chadwick Boseman, like th- I, I think it would not harm the movie to have one another fan favorite show up in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, have just another character that we all love show up in the movie. And I really want to see white vision and black Panther on the battlefield together. Like that, like that contrast between the like pure white character and the pure black character, like fighting. I just think that makes for some like cinematic gold (laughs) forever, forever finer. I can't, I'll never be able to say that says another broken white boy for them to fix. (laughs) I thought about that. I thought about that. Another (laughs) broken white boy. Yep. You know, who'd be really cool though. Thinking about it. Uh, Oh, that would actually play in really good. Um, Black Panther and Moon Knight. Moon Knight is dressed in all white and mm-hmm. has a similar um, similar fighting style to Black Panther in that yeah. he works in the shadows and like is a hand-to-hand combatant and everything. And they have the same pantheon because uh, uh, when T'Challa was in Civil War, he mentioned Bast, the, the panther goddess Bast, yeah. who is in the Egyptian pantheon. And uh, Moon Knight in comics is an avatar of Khonshu, who's the Egyptian god of the moon, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So they're from the same pantheon, and they, like, that's, that would be one of those really cool black and white. Um, yeah, like that contrast. Color juxtapositions, that, that contrast. And he's got mental problems for them to fix. Yeah, another broken white boy. Yeah, he's another broken white boy. I like the idea of just every movie they're in, they just have another broken white boy. <laughs> Why do they keep sending us this shit? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing wrong across the sea? <laughs> so many things. What, any other feedback from the chat? Two Ash? more. Uh, Heritage K says, so we can, can we talk about the commercials and what our final analysis of what they mean? Mm, that's a good question. I haven't really thought much about the commercial since the finale. I still think it's her traumas. Yeah, yeah, I think it wasn't anything more than just like an expression of her trauma coming forward. Like, you know, it's it's advertising, right? It's advertising. Um, it's usually like advertising something you want to sell, but she doesn't want to sell that. She she does want to get rid of it, though. Everything must go. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have a good... Uh, breakdown that we haven't already made um i can oh. i, I want to go back and watch them now that i've seen the whole series of uh, what you got jeff the the commercials in in old times were always like now for a word from our sponsors mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the sponsors are the things that make this show possible the things that made her show possible was her trauma right there, <laughs> there you it go. is this there it show is. brought to you we by trauma figured brought it out. to you by all the trauma yep Breaking sad. Yeah, I do think it's just like painful. It's repressed memories, basically. It's all the things that she uh, didn't want to, doesn't want to acknowledge, and they're just sort of breaking in in these commercial breaks. Smith Rocks 2 says, if somebody knows marketing in Westview, they could totally monetize their traumatic experience with the hex to make some real money. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I guess that's true. Like I think yeah. I don't think that the hex people are going away. Like similar to what we had in I think it's um in Civil War when the mother of the young Sokovian or the the American boy who's traveling to Sokovia uh goes up to Tony, you know what I'm talking about? Mhm. and tells and tells him that like 
you know, you killed my son. Like the Avengers killed my son. I yeah. think we could drop the building on him. Yeah. yeah. I think some of these characters, you know, Norm, uh, Sarah, uh, the mailman, like all these characters could come back in some form as like a, like, let's say they're like testifying against Wanda or something like, mm-hmm. no, she needs to be brought down. Like she did this to us. Yeah. Ooh, um, <laughs> that reminds me of the, uh, like the class action lawsuits against like <laughs> large companies. Like, Hey, did you, mm-hmm. have you been hurt by this company? <laughs> have you been hurt by Wanda Maximoff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just going to have to get everybody together and be like, all right, here's, the people versus Wanda Maximoff. Did you have unexplicable pain while red wiggly woos were in your field of vision? Field of vision. Vision. <sighs> okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to finish this feedback roundup. After this ad, we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> David Kirby. Says in his email from DJ Dave in Essex, UK. Jeff, feel free to do it in the local dialect. Think Towie, Towie, and or, and or slower a slower cockney. cockney accent. You can't do cockney slow. Anyway, two quick points. Hashtag speed round. Hey, he said speed round. Yeah, he knows. Aww. He knows. He knows. By Sarah the time slash Dottie said her daughter was locked up in her room. Uh, are we assuming that there are children in Westview and they've all been locked up and only allowed out for Halloween? That's dark. And only yes. eating candy for however many weeks that they've been yep. uh, locked in their rooms. Yep. One night yep. of lots of candy. <laughs> they yeah. got to go stock up for the year. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Uh, two, I think Marvel played a blinder. Uh, if they had only put one reference to Mephisto or one reference to Nightmare, they know that the experts would work it out in no time. But So by throwing all and everything at the wall, it threw everyone off the scent and kept the fans guessing. I think the ending worked and cleared up some things, but left enough open for the future. Big thanks to Matthew, Jeff, Matt, and Ashley for your hard work. It really brings something extra to the MCU content, knowing it's going to be dissected and that you will hmm. definitely hear something you missed. <laughs> Love you, 300. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Uh, I love when people do the three hundreds. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Haley does too. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how many of them are references to Haley, or how many of them are just like actual mistakes like Haley made. It's just funny. They're all references to Haley. All right, that's probably fair. Uh, yeah, so definitely the kids were locked in their rooms. Um, and as for, I think he's got a good point here. Like they put in so many clues to so many things that if you want to sit here and say you're mad about your theory not happening, it's like, ah, screw you. There's so many theories that didn't happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like literally none of them happened. Yeah. And it's, there were lots of them. Yeah. There were a bunch of theories and most of them came from me and were driven <laughs> by me. And <laughs> well, you got some I, right. You got some right though. Agatha. Was you guys were very on team. Agatha is the witch oh. that's controlling some things. And that's like, she was that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, but you know it's there. You got it. There was that was a, <laughs> Thanks, that was a theory that you got correct. This this show, I swear, like this show is one of the prime examples of the uh, the thing that we do where we throw everything possible at the wall. We pick apart every little thing like this could lead to that and could lead to that and lead to that. And we end up looking like Charlie and always sunny. Like, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's all that's we're always right. Right. I know back in the beginning, Matt, you're like, but I think it's just Wanda and I really want it to just be Wanda. And it kind of was. It kind of <laughs> was. It kind of was. And it kind of was. 
the red smoke coming off the stork in the second episode after he moved behind the couch. Mephisto. Mephisto, The butterflies. And the stork. It squawked. It said the words Mephisto. Listen, I still heard that. Everybody go to that episode. When it disappears, I think it's episode seven. He goes, why was it three syllables? <laughs> Why? Why indeed? Why was it three yep. syllables? It's a fair point. Yep. It's a fair Stork point. could have squawked any number of times, but it was three. <laughs> it had to Just be three. would have been fine, but he was like, Mavisto! I heard it. <laughs> Y'all hear it too. You just gotta go listen to it. Yeah, you sh- you have to go listen to it, expecting to hear it. And yeah, it'll be really, there. Really lean into it. It's there. It's like it's like the, those videos of like you hear the word that you're reading, and then it's like blah, 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 and like <laughs> you read, you know, whatever it is, like brainstorm or yeah. green sign or whatever the hell. It's like that, but with yeah, a stork for sure. All right. Andrew Gracie says, on one hand, I love the show as a whole. I thought the acting was great and the writing was always good and sometimes great. Uh, I could gush over the cast all day. The sets were really well crafted and the TV homages were so much fun. The way they spoke about grief in the compound scene and in the final scene with Vision and the boys was heartbreaking. I really only have issues with the way they stuck the landing. I can live with no mutants and Pietro being balled down to a boner joke in the end. I can live with the big cameo being a Paul Bettany troll job. In fact, it was a pretty great troll job. What has me thrown off is I didn't buy into Wanda as a villain by the end. They played her as quite heroic and made sure we all knew she was doing the right thing. And Monica straight up says, I'd have done the same thing if I could. I guess I just wanted this to be about her not dealing with her grief so well. I wanted her to make the wrong choice. I wanted her to fight to the death for her family. Letting them go is totally the emotionally mature, morally correct thing to do. I just wanted her to make the greedy choice for that to have consequences. Beyond a stink eye from the townsfolk. My other gripe is odd because I loved everything they did with White Vision but needed an explanation as to why he flew off in the middle of what was essentially a disaster zone. Even emotionless, he should recognize people in need of help. People he has memories of. Civilians. I'm sure Marvel will fill in gaps in the future that will make some of this seem better, for, but for me, the finale didn't end up being underwhelming because of cameos or theories that we didn't get. It was underwhelming because of what we did get. A slightly more Disney-fied ending to a really unique, cool show. All in all, though, it was great following the show with this embarrassment of pandas. Can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I don't know that I think it just depends on what they do in the future because right now I don't buy her as a villain either and that villain turn at the end doesn't feel like a full villain turn you know it feels oh, like there's still I feel like it's the seeds she's right in the, the dark hole you're not supposed to do, that's bad right but we don't know that from right. anything in the MCU oh, yeah. except for we uh, haven't been told Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which you know who knows clearly isn't a thing right I mean, Agatha did say it's the book of the damned. Yeah, but it's also the book that is all about who she is. Like, there's there's one chapter in there. One chapter. Right. But there's still a book. She tells her, you don't know enough about magic. And the only source of information she has about magic and the origins of her own self as the Scarlet Witch are in this book. And you expect her not to read it. And I just just made this exact point on uh, superhero ethics earlier. But like. (laughs) <laughs> the, the idea that uh, which is superhero ethics has ethics of WandaVision. Check it out. Um, it'll be up soon. 
but uh, the, the the whole reason this happened is because she's naive. Because she doesn't know anything about magic. This whole hex is because she didn't know what she was doing. And so her reading that book, in many ways, is her trying to not let this ever happen again. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. It seems like a good thing that she would read that book. It seems like a good choice. Even if it is the book of the damned, it's also the book that she can learn things that maybe she won't mistakenly enslave a town again. I mean, she does say, I don't understand this power, but I will. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to. She, she makes that commitment to go and learn it. But she still gets off the hook, at, like enslaving the town just by being like, I'm sorry for all the pain I caused. I know you do the same. Bye. Well, I'm yeah, okay I agree. She doesn't, get, she doesn't get confronted by the townspeople near enough in my mind. But also, I understand why the townspeople didn't want to confront her. <laughs> You know, mm. they do, mm. they do confront her, but after it, they're, they're kind of confronting her in this way of just like, let us die almost. And then once yeah. she releases them, they don't have a conversation. They just, they just look at her like really fearful, you know, but it's well, clear I mean, that they don't, they don't forgive her. What are they going to do? Exactly. Like, yeah, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> right. Until uh, they learn magic from Agatha and come after her later. Well, she's obviously hiding that she's reading the book, too, because she has her fake self out there in case Fury or anybody who knows her would be keeping an eye on her. Maybe. She's, Look at me. I'm just out here sipping my tea, grabbing this tea off the kettle without using a pot holder because I can do that. <laughs> Because it's not really her. <laughs> right. Maybe. But we don't know if anybody's watching her. We don't know if anyone else even knows where she is. But you'd want to keep up appearances. It, it looked more like, to me like she's trying to do two things at once. She's trying mm-hmm. to, she's like separating herself. What else is there for her to do? <laughs> drink tea. One of them is resting and processing her grief and spending some time out of reflection. Mm-hmm. And the other one is studying the Darkhold. I don't know. I disagree. I think it was a ploy. For who? Misdirection for who? Any anybody who might be coming after her, the same way Agatha did. I just don't know that like just closing the door to the cabin wouldn't do the same thing. I don't know. (laughs) Space. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Space. Good point. That's like close the door. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. You don't have to project a fake version. Just close the freaking door when you're multi-dimension searching for your children. Maybe it was her split purse. That's like the Scarlet Witch is in there doing the work while Wanda's out there relaxing. I think that's another good idea. Like the idea that like it, it could not be Wanda. It, it could be the Scarlet Witch force in, within her is like, I, I don't know, exacting a different plan than Wanda has. Wanda is trying to be a good girl. She's trying to like be the good girl sipping tea on the porch. Clearly not. She didn't close the door. Yeah, she wanted people to see that she's not doing it. She's just maybe if you're gonna read your magic book and be scrying through the universe, be sure to close the door. Yeah, honey, you'll get sick, you're gonna catch cold if you don't close (laughs) the door. Perfectly natural to touch a dark hold when you're alone, but it's a private thing. You close the door to study the dark hold. He must be from Coney. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it (laughs) too much. Too much fun. <laughs> Adam Moore. Adam Moore. We got to move on, guys. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's the get video. there. Oh, you Let's are, get yes, there. I'm sorry. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you haven't done anything horribly embarrassing. You're fine. I've, I was <laughs> yeah. trying to read. <laughs> oh, you, she's embarrassed by her 
Uh, my read face. Oh, read oh okay. Face. My bad. Here. <laughs> anyway, I will let you. Don't I'll worry take about you me. Off the, I'll take you off the screen. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Adam Moore says, "I really hate what they did with Hayward. I think the idea of someone who isn't necessarily on the side of the superheroes, but not a villain either, is an interesting concept." After the events of Infinity War, there would undoubtedly and understandably be people concerned about these powerful people and have plans in place in case someone, some of them, weren't on our side anymore. Instead, they made Hayward a one-dimensional villain whose motivations I'm not real clear on. Finally, on something of a side note, Captain America has been my favorite character in the MCU and his story arc is arguably the best. However, in hindsight, he looks really bad for leaving. <laughs> Tony and Nat are both dead. Hulk is presumably permanently injured. Clint retired or is standing trial for a bunch of murders. Doctor Strange is <laughs> probably dealing with a lot of issues considering the Time Stone has been destroyed for five years and Cap is like, I'm out. You could certainly make a case he earned the right to be selfish, but justified or not, his actions have consequences. Perhaps he could have been a big brother type to Wanda and help prevent this. Had Endgame been the end of the MCU, his ending would have been perfect. Of course, this that wasn't it, so it has consequences. Just throwing that out there. Thanks, Adam. That's fair point. It's I, fair. fair point. I think that I think he said it, but I think that Cap has earned his rest. He doesn't have to fight forever. Um, but yeah, he probably should have gone and talked to Wanda. Yeah, right. Just have a little bit of a have chat. Have a sit down. Just a little bit of Actually, a chat. Like you said, how long did it take Clint? him to prepare his journey back? Right, because mm. like this could have all been after that, right? This is only two it was weeks after the funeral. It was after the funeral. I feel like if they would have found out, I feel like if he would have been there, he would have found out pretty quickly what was happening with Wanda. Maybe, but like even Doctor Strange didn't show up, which I think is a pretty big oversight. Like, either Doctor Strange is dealing with something real wild. I heard that that was like some COVID stuff too, that they couldn't get him over there because he was stuck in New Zealand, right? At Cumberbatch or something. Interesting. Because I possible. think we probably could have, should have, would have. Right. Damn COVID. Even, even if like that doesn't count though, COVID doesn't count because he can sling ring. Oh yeah, that's real life. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, what? Can I have one of those? <laughs> Didn't they shoot this um, before COVID and before lockdown? Most, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, it was basically filmed before. Like, I think they had announced that it was basically filmed and fully shot before the lockdowns. Um, but then they had a lot, I'm, I'm sure this was a lot of uh, post-production. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is weird that he's not in this, mostly because Agatha sensed the power and got there why did the Sorcerer Supreme, or not the Sorcerer Supreme, we've been not having this Sorcerer. discussion, mm -hmm. uh, why did Doctor Strange not? And this is in New Jersey. He's the like head of the Sanctum of New York. Like He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not that far from Bleecker Street. <laughs> this is your jurisdiction, man. <laughs> yeah, right? It's on your side of the world. Doesn't make sense. Right across the river. Unless Get over there. he's embroiled in some sort of other battle. That's the only thing I can yeah. imagine. And you kind of have to always imagine that in comics when like the, everyone doesn't show up for everything. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she subconsciously blocked him. That's possible. She knew. Yeah. She knows he's powerful and knows that mm -hmm. uh, he would stop her. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good point. Or Agatha immediately sensed it and put some sort of like protection over it. Mm. Does she know about strange though? They would have met at the funeral and Maybe that's it. I mean, well, and the battle and in Endgame, he would have brought her there and like 
all of them sling rings that opened up the portals. Like he was. Yeah, he went to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, all the, all there the, were all a the lot of, there were a sorcerers. lot of sorcerers doing sling rings. Yeah, slang rangin, if you will, slang rangin. But still, mm. uh, she would have seen him fight, and he would have seen her fight, and like they, they, they're. I don't. Was he at the funeral? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. just imagine they had like a luncheon afterwards. Right. There's probably some <laughs> sort of quick meet and greet, some sort of dinner, <laughs> some sort of meet and greet. Yeah, surely. Yeah. yeah. They're all they're all sitting around the table, like, all right, let's all go around for all the new people. Like, state your name, yeah. your powers, your worst fears. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to, You're, Wanda can find them for you. Your worst yeah, right. Fears. We'll know. We're going to know. And uh, <laughs> remember, we are taking notes over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's get these last few. All right. Caitlin Cron says, hey, guys, I discovered the podcast recently when looking for extra WandaVision chat, and I've loved hearing your theories. Can't wait to hear the Falcon and Winter Soldier content. I uh, wonder what your thoughts were with the whole Fietro business. Uh, I just don't get how Agnes's mind control slash enchantment would also give him the super speed ability. I saw some ideas that he was Wu's missing person. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for all your content, Caitlin. I don't think he's Wu's missing person, mostly because mm-hmm. of the headshot. Yeah, like, he would have recognized him right away when he saw him on the episode of the sitcom. That's a good point, too. Yeah, I think we talked about that earlier. So, like, yeah, I don't think he's Wu's missing person. Unless Wu, because it is a confidential informant, unless Wu, like, didn't announce it to the room. You know, it's possible <laughs> that Wu saw him on the monitor and went, there's my guy, I can't say, because it's a secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh Ooh, man, now I'm thinking like, okay, let's go real deep on this. What if he is the confidential informant? Yeah, that folder was his was his file. This is your character. Right. This is who you are when in hiding. Yeah, right, right. It was a younger picture. It was. That's true. Uh, but what if the thing about like the thing he's hiding from is like the FBI is researching mutants? Mm, maybe. <laughs> and like That's why he laughed so hard when they're like, yeah, he gave me the name Boner. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, no, he laughs. That that guy laughing is not Ralph. Yeah. It's like still he's still being controlled, and so when he laughs and says huh, "boner," it's because he doesn't mm-hmm. know his name's Boner. <laughs> like he laughs because he hasn't heard that name over and over. This is the guy who thinks he is Quicksilver because he's still got the necklace on, and then when he rips the necklace off, then he like starts to freak out because he becomes Ralph, yeah. and Monica says. Nice to meet you, Ralph, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and he was saying, like, please spare my life. Please spare my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, and I don't think we know for sure, but it seems like he's just a guy. He just happens to be played by the same character. He doesn't seem like he has any powers, and I guess Wanda had to have given him the powers, unless some people have postulated that, like, when Wanda met him, Wanda gave him the powers because she knew he was supposed to have them. And once she met him and realized that he was Pietro, like her part of the hex was giving him the powers. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And Isn't one of her spells is transmutation though. So she could have Agatha's could have what changed, you know, changed his mutation so that he could do that. Right. Well, transmutation, transmutation is changing, changing one thing into another. Right, changing mm. it's so changing something's form, not imbuing mm. it with super speed. <laughs> Just mutants, 
right? It does have the word mutant in it, but I don't think it, or mute, mutate in it, but like, it's more, it's not really about mutant things. It's more about like changing something. Okay. The, the, at least in the right. in which terms. Then I still terms. don't, uh, yeah. Then yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't we think know, so. but I, uh, yeah, it's, it, the, yeah, we've, we've, we've gone over it's it. It's just Marvel fucking with us. I think mm-hmm. it's just Marvel screwing with us for sure. Dalton Berry says, hello guys, as a big fan of Vision, I love to see his story evolve. It's great to see the continued use of all of his parts, quote unquote. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, especially the clarification from White Vision that he doesn't have the Mind Stone, and from Wanda uh, that the Mind Stone portion of him lives on in her. Uh, with that portion of his story gone, would y'all like to see him create his android family? Since Shuri had all the all that data and Sword had taken him apart and put him back together a bunch, there's no doubt Vision would be the one to do this. Motive, you may ask? Well, the only memories he missed were those having a family with Wanda. Flourish, Dalton. <laughs> Thank you for ending your email with Flourish, Dalton. Thank you. I really like the idea that he like saw the others maybe he like maybe when he had his connection with vision for a second uh hex vision he like saw something in this vision in the way like the the countenance of this vision that he wanted and then he he might build his robot family in the future which is something that happened in the comics uh because he wants to have the happy family like the other vision got to have even if fleeting maybe you know what uh what would be great though is in the vision comic they lived in Virginia, um, like right out. Uh, was it Virginia? They lived outside of DC, specifically for the reason that um, he was a liaison to the government. I think it was the White House. Um, so having White Vision be like a liaison or a correspondent to some part of the the government, especially with the Sokovia Accords, like to be an interface to super people with them would be like that would fit his character right that would be yeah, like, for sure that'd be perfect um and like if he put together this whole little family like in secret off on the side to be like look i have a family to go home to um it'd be creepy it'd be really, and fun it'd be really creepy but still really fun yeah right? agree like, it kind of feels like if he were to create robots like that uh or sentient um you know sentient synthesoids or whatever like that would kind of go against the Scovia Accords, maybe? Yeah. Uh, except, like, can he not? Is he not allowed to reproduce? Like, that, it's kind of like his uh, right to have children, you know? <laughs> you like, have the right to create your robot children. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> inter- it's an interesting, like, conundrum there. Yeah. Vision didn't give Vision um, the memories of... Westview, right? We're not no, sure. No, not that we know of. Okay. He he says I, he's unlocking the memories that he already has within him, and so the data. the data that's already there. So that's all we know he did. But it is possible that he also just saw Vision and like talked to Vision and saw something in him that maybe he would want some part of the, having a family. You've got a family. I want a family. Yeah. You're me. <laughs> uh, Andre Sparks hit us on Facebook said, hey guys, just a few thoughts about the series finale. Well, Agatha says, you don't know what you have unleashed. So Mephisto could still be a thing, especially due to the post credit scene showing the boys could still be alive, right? Think about it. We never saw the kids disappear. They could have either been taken or Wigan could have used his own spell to make himself real. And with Wanda confirmed to be stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme? <laughs> Emoji. I feel like it was smart to save Mephisto for the movie. 
Side note, I love that she was doing the astral projection learning like Strange did. Lastly, Monica is going to be so powerful. That scene with her trying to save the kids was great. Now that we know she's going to see Fury, what do you all think her role will be in Captain Marvel 2? Keep up the great work. Do we know she's going to see Fury? I think so. I feel like that's the old friend of her mom's. Yeah, that's what right. I would think. It's possible. Yeah, Probably. I'm excited to find out what all of that's about. Because I feel like Monica's a weird X Factor in the movie. In that she, we got her origin stories, but we also know almost nothing about her history. In that, like, a lot of the things like they left out, like, uh, they left out her adventures in space that she had already, um, her uh, relationship with Captain Marvel and what happened. Who's the freaking engineer? I think at this point, we're just left to assume it's just that team of people. The Carol Corps, possibly. <laughs> it's just like all this stuff we don't know. Yep. A lot of the stuff we don't know is just Monica. It's just a big black hole of information. Whoa. Why is it good? Never mind. <laughs> I was going to make a real bad joke there. Oh, I know. Mm. I, I don't know Basketball. Pretty clear where you're going. Stop uh, it, Ashley. But no, yeah. It's, it's very unclear. And, uh, and absolutely, Mephisto still could be a thing. Uh, this could have all still been Mephisto, even though... Uh, we got nothing from it. Demon, can you, demon can you say bunny. It? Can you say it, Matthew? Can you say it slower? Uh, no. Mephisto you're creep- confirmed. You're creeping me out. You're creeping yeah. me out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 anybody have anything in the chat there, Ash? I have about two. Go for it. One of them's hilarious. I'm bringing you on the screen. <laughs> So Old Saw says, this is Andrew, and my take is softened on the finale. So he's redacting some of his his uh, feedback that we read. <laughs> okay. I retract the fact that I called the ending disnified. Still have a few little gripes here or there, but I forgive them after hearing Shake, Shake Man? Shackman. Say, Shackman. Say they couldn't really... Oh, God, is that the... Okay, sorry. The say that they couldn't release the first three episodes on the first night like planned because they were still finishing post-production. They mm. finished the finale less than two weeks before it aired. Wow. Oh, wow. That's Jeez. pretty wild. Yeah. That's crazy. You guys had a year and a half. What were you doing? I wonder if they were still making some decisions because of like all the other stuff that's going on and whether this show's going to drop or that show or when it's mm-hmm. all going to happen. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. The schedule shakeup was a, uh, uh, to put it bluntly, a bitch. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the the COVID, like the, the lockdown and not everybody being able to go to work and, uh, you know, with with movies and like, you know, the security of the, of the data and like all this, all this stuff that surrounds the VFX work. Like you basically have to be at the super powerful computers that are in this one particular place. And if you like, if you were to spin up a super powerful computer like that in, uh, in a cloud instance, like in Azure AWS, it would be really expensive and it would have to be on for a while to render all of that. So that's a lot of time that it's on and it would be really expensive uh, instead of like just leaving it running overnight or whatever at, at the office. Like it's like the, the tools exist for them to have done it, but it would have been like the, the production cost would have gone up a lot. Mm. So that's probably why they didn't want to do something like that. Okay. Mm, I dig it. So, 
So they had to figure out the the you know going to the office versus not versus who goes who has a mask how to do the masks how to be clean you know clean the office a bunch like there were there was a lot of logistics uh, in the corporate world for getting people back into an office and not all offices are back even at this like still at this point mm-hmm. for sure. Like, I think I, crazy I've, times. It stands since the beginning. I think a lot of offices aren't going back. You know. <laughs> Mine, the company that I work for sold our office. Wow, really? Yeah, they sold our office and we moved into the, um, like the shared workspaces. I've got my own like personal, uh, like full-time office, like solo office that I can walk into that like nobody else has the key for, but I'm the only one of my company at the place that I'm at. So like, I could go to the the shared spaces anytime I want and just kind of hang out in the lobby or whatever, but I don't want to because that's gross. Because pe- you know, being around other people is awful right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, I have a space where I can go and sit at a desk and you know have the work computer in front of me and and be focused on work and everything. But like, it it took a bit to get to that point. Like, I only just now got that. Right. I know you were so. from home mostly. They're in the same yeah, time. Yeah. This this is my workspace for a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Which has advantaged us this year because we've been able to do a yeah. few casts here and there. Yeah, yeah during the day it's, on my mm, lunch break. Yeah. My work was like, what pandemic? See you in May. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you got, got to be two a two and a half months. You got to be a trust fund kid for two and a half months. <laughs> I loved it. I took to it so well. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> I took to it so well. What's that last one, Ash? I have a comment and then a question. Uh, Gusto, I'm going to leave it at that, says the Yo Magic commercials make so much more sense after Agatha's origins revealed. Which is, yeah. which is true. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. She's definitely then, a shark, right? Yeah. Or she's even the kid on the island who is going to be killed if it wasn't for the dark magic. Hmm. Or yo magic. Possibly. Possibly. Mm, no, I still think it's, I still think it's, she's it's the shark. Wanda is, um, like Wanda is the, the kid on the island and the shark saying, you know, you got to unlock your magic or, you know, you don't survive basically, uh, is the world. Like, it's the mm-hmm. world and, and and her because like everything that she's done so far, like something has happened, you know, with Agatha thinks that she used some sort of probability spell to make sure the bomb didn't go off. Um, you know, we think that the, uh, the contact with the mind stone unlocked the power that was, that was dormant or like more power enhanced or whatever that enhance, sorry, in her power that was already there. Mm-hmm. And like, all of these things, like all of these traumas that she's gone through, she's had to step it up and, and unlock a little more of her power in order to survive. Right. You know, that's, that is the continuation of her trauma. Um, Vermilion One says, who were the commercial actors? Were they in the crowd around Wanda in the final episode? Uh, I need to check that out again. Who were the commercial? Yeah, I don't think we ever saw them. Mm-mm. Right. So that's a good question. Like, who are the commercial actors? I don't know. I don't think yeah, we ever saw them, right? I don't think we saw them in the town. No, I don't think we no. did either. Hmm. Well, they're obviously elder gods. Um, yeah. Yeah, just elder gods and... 
Yep. Mephisto confirmed, all that stuff. We don't One know. of them's Mephisto. It's a good point. The other one's Chthon. I kept thinking, I really thought we were going to land on her family in that last scene. It was going to be them. Uh, when, when, yeah. when when they did that sort of pan into the bedroom yeah. and you see Sokovia and everything, I was like, oh, surely this is it. And nope, it wasn't them. Maybe it's her oh. real parents since they're adopt. That's the adopted family. Possibly. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Vermilion One just says, and in Doctor Strange, Mordo says to Strange that items can be in Viewed with power that an individual would not be eas- able to easily use on their own or be able to use without the item. Since the spell he was under, Pietro, was from the necklace, it was immediately explained that anything that Pietro was doing was from the power Agatha gave the necklace. And I agree with that 100%. I completely forgot that the necklace had the purple wiggly ruse around it. Yep. Yeah, mm. so I, I definitely think that was all, per- you know. Okay. It's the necklace of speed. I like it. Yeah. I like it. The speedy feet of Akarejava. <laughs> Some yeah. magic sounding You're thing. You're doing great. Schmish, yep. yep. Okay. Well, guys, that, boots of Valtor. Same yeah. thing. Same thing. Uh, well, that guys, that's it. We're we're done for today. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, it's been really great doing Wandavision. Yeah, what um, a ride! What a freaking ride! I've loved all of it. I cannot wait to get to the the next phase of this Marvel thing. We got Falcon Winter Soldiers next week and I'm just, uh, not, yeah, next week, next week, next week, next Next week, week, Friday, week and a half from right now. Mm -hmm. We will be watching Falcon Winter Soldier and doing our Friday live watches. If you want to join us for those, please, uh, follow us at the stranded Panda chat, which will be in the show notes as well as if you go to strandedpanda.com, and click on join the army, join the stranded panda army at the bottom. Uh, it will allow you to join our email list. And we send an email once a week or so that tells you like what, what, what movie we're going to do in trivia, uh, all that stuff that's going on. Um, oh, by the way, this week, so this is actually really fun this week. Uh, we're doing WandaVision trivia. So, yeah, uh, we always do a focus movie for our trivia where about a third of the questions come from that focus movie and the rest are just like general MCU questions. Uh, but we're doing WandaVision episodes one through five this week as our trivia movie. So I think that's going to be super fun. It's fresh in everybody's minds. We're going to have like a WandaVision tastic trivia. I even considered, and you guys tell me what you think about this. What do you think about doing like all WandaVision questions? I, yeah. I mean, it's so fresh. I love all focus movie questions. Huh? All all WandaVision questions for the first five episodes? Yeah. There's plenty it's only of stuff 15 in there. questions. There's hmm. so I mean I could think of fifteen questions right now if I needed to, like without even reload we watching. <laughs> like it's so fresh in my mind. We talked about it so much. There's so much so many little details. Um Yeah. I yeah. think that's a pretty good idea, and I, I may post I'm a down. poll. I'm probably going to post a poll in the Screen Panda chat and see if everybody is interested in doing all WandaVision or just WandaVision focus like we normally do. Because mm-hmm. I do think cause we're probably going to do the, the last half of WandaVision next week in trivia, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like two weeks of all WandaVision in trivia. So if you've just been following on WandaVision and you want to try out trivia, it's a good time because you just have to know about this one thing. I think that's kind of a fun way to do it. If you guys it think that. It. it is. I like it. I remember when uh, when we first talked about it on uh, Trivia Night, everybody was like, yes, all WandaVision questions. Yeah. We're really excited yeah. about it. I think it'll be cool. And on top of that, this is the also the, so it's the first week we're doing current content on the trivia, which is super fun. Also, this is the first week we're doing Star Wars trivia um, yes. this Sunday. 
Yes, Sunday, sir. 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, we're doing uh, Star Wars with the with the crew from the Star Wars Universe podcast. They're going to do Star Wars trivia. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you want to get a bonus, it's going to count as a bonus game mm-hmm. for the season of trivia. And it's also going to be a, uh, you know, you, uh, still a chance to win the Oculus Rift, or sorry, Oculus Quest. And um, we're giving two of those away this season. And uh, we're giving away a t- Stranded Panda t-shirt every week. So... Uh, so if you haven't really wanted to do the Marvel trivia, but you want to hop on on the uh, Star Wars trivia, that'll be this Sunday. Uh, in yep. I think it's 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 o'clock Eastern. Yep, yeah. 2 p.m. Central. Yep. So please come hang out, guys. It's going to be a good yeah. time. It's going to be a really good time. See you there. And uh, that's it for us. Hit us up at patreon.com slash mcucast to support the podcast and all the stuff we're doing. Um, we appreciate you guys on the live watch checking in with us. And uh, we're going to... Uh, let you go. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.